It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, the Oklahoma City Thunder make a trade and clear up some of the roster issues, but there still needs to be one more transaction. What will this roster look like post-trade and explaining why the Thunder made this move with Houston? You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Thunderpod. Email the show, Thunderpod at gmail.com. You can even become a Locked On Thunder insider by texting the show as well or by going to subtext.com slash Locked On Thunder. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. This is a a pretty interesting podcast today. I I, I usually record at night for the day before, but I figured, you know, today uh, go to shoot around, come back, record the pod. I had the outline already. The thumbnail was ready. The background was ready. Then we had to pivot. We had to pivot because Sam Presti made a trade with the Houston Rockets. And so it's one of those days where your, your plan gets kind of uh, gets kind of tilted a little bit. We were going to do our final roster projection on this show. We still have one roster spot to project, which we will do later on. But uh, for the start of the show, we must talk about the KPJ trade. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at Game Time. Go there right now and check them out today. Use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase when you create your account at Game Time. So check them out today. Now, the Thunder did make a trade with the Houston Rockets. And so if you're unaware of what's been happening with the Houston Rockets and Kevin Porter Jr., Kevin Porter Jr. is in a lot of legal issues. He had some uh, disgusting things that he did to um, his significant other at the time, and it was just uh, him being away from the team. And then the the, the, uh, Rockets were looking for ways to get out of his contract via trading or just outright waiving him. And so they held on to his contract, even though they knew that they did not want him a part of the organization after some of the heinous acts that he did. And they were looking for a trade partner up until now they found one with Oklahoma city. And so Kevin Porter jr. Of course, is not going to play for the thunder. It's not going to, uh, might not ever play in the NBA again. And he shouldn't play in the NBA again, in my opinion, but Kevin Porter jr. Is not going to play for the thunder. This is similar to when the thunder traded for miles Leonard after uh, his issue on stream where he said a slur. This is just the the business of basketball, and we can talk all day until we're blue in the face about how at some point things have to be bigger than the business of basketball. But at this point right now, they're not. And so the, the business of basketball sees the Thunder uh, trade for Kevin Porter Jr., and immediately they're going to wave him upon this trade going through. Uh, they're going to send the Houston Rockets 
Victor Oladipo and Jeremiah Robinson Earl in this transaction. And so the Thunder came into today needing to move on from three standard contracts. The Thunder came into the training camp period knowing that Victor Oladipo was not going to report to training camp as he still rehabs his injury and knowing that they were not going to keep Victor Oladipo. Now, Jeremiah Robinson Earl came into training camp in preseason firmly on the roster bubble and teetering off of the roster because, for one, his contract suggested he's only $1.9 million owed to him. So if they were to outright, outright waive him, it would have been a drop in the bucket. And so these are two guys who are not going to make the roster. Um, they obviously are not going to make the roster now that they're traded to Houston. And in return, you get back Kevin Porter Jr. and a couple of future second-round picks. Now, again... It is up to each individual person if they believe that a couple of second round picks is worth, um, you know, bringing in Kevin Porter Jr., even if you're just going to immediately waive him. But the Thunder acquire the 2027 second round pick via Minnesota and a 2028 second round pick via Milwaukee in this con in this uh, transaction, according to Woj. And the Thunder will outright waive Kevin Porter Jr., uh, who has $16.9 million left uh, guaranteed on his contract. Uh, and so they will they will go and uh, gather a couple second round picks uh, for this whole swap. And if you look back on this entire trade tree, they they got second round picks for Victor Oladipo. Many people thought that they were hoarding that contract for a for a uh, swap of a big splashy trade and a salary matching trade. That was never going to be the case. I, I told you that whenever the trade happened that if the Thunder wanted to go and make a big splashy trade, they, they had the cap space to do so before getting these salaries anyway. Uh, and Victor Lodipo was more likely to get, um, you know, waived than, than, than be used to facilitate a massive trade. He's used to facilitate a trade for Kevin Porter Jr. who will never play for the Thunder. Uh, and it's just really, really, this is just, again, like Miles, Myers Leonard, where it's just bookkeeping. That's all it is. This has no impact on how the Thunder view Kevin Porter Jr. morally or the situation morally. There's no impact on how um, the organization or Houston or anyone involved deals with Kevin Porter Jr. It is just salary cap sheet funny business. The Thunder acquired Victor Oladipo. They were going to have to waive um, Jeremiah's $1.9 million on top of waiving Victor Oladipo's $9.5 million. When you combine those salaries, the difference between those salaries and the $16.9 million that they're going to be waving with Kevin Porter Jr. is what they use to buy second round picks essentially. So they got second round picks for Victor Oladipo the first time around from uh, Miami. They get second round picks from Houston for Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, and so they, they've been buying second round picks. Again, they've been doing this with Miles Leonard as well, uh, who had uh, other um, moral issues. So I don't blame anyone who feels icky about it. I don't blame anyone who feels um, you know a, a little disgusted by it, but uh, right now, this is just how the NBA operates. And so the Thunder will have dead money for KPJ this year uh, of $15.8 million. Next year, that dead money goes to a um, million dollars. Of course, that is all contingent upon Kevin Porter Jr. being waived by next week's opening night. Um, so you can assume that this is going to happen very quickly. Um, so there is also the possibility that um, – Kevin Porter Jr.'s contract is voided by the entire NBA, which would change these dead number figures as well. So keep an, keep an eye out for that. But ultimately, Kevin Porter Jr. is a vessel to move on from Victor Oladipo and Jeremiah Robinson Earl and in the process acquire some assets as well. So for Houston, 
I, I think that you get Victor Ladipo and Jeremiah Robinson Earl, and they're going to have the same conundrum where both teams now are plus one in the roster limit. So they're going to need to get rid of one standard contract. And for Houston, uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl only makes $1.9 million. So if you want to waive him and then keep Victor's salary, or if you want to waive Victor and keep Jeremiah Robinson Earl, uh, I think that it can come down to that kind of decision for Houston. For the Thunder, uh, they're already going to waive Kevin Porter Jr. And then they got to waive one more standard contract. And it's going to come down to, I think, two guys. And this can come, come down to Trey Mann and Jack White. We're going to go through the pros and cons of each player uh, in the next segment. But with Jeremiah Robinson Earl being waived, he had a lot of people uh, in the fan base who did not uh, um, you know, see his value on the court. I've been a big believer in, Trey, in uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Mavs draft, Richard Seaman, who comes on this podcast a lot, he's been a big proponent of Jeremiah Robinson Earl. He had GRE 12th on his big board, and I don't, and I don't say that to uh, take a shot or discredit Richard. You know that I what I think about Richard. It's just that Jeremiah has some real potential and some real talent. It's just a matter of tapping into that and finding it. Now, where I think Jeremiah's career goes from here is he's not going to be a starting-level player in the NBA. And he might not be a top eight player in the NBA, but I think he can be an 82-game player where he helps you in your rotation get from point A to point B. He's a really solid player um, as a as a rotational piece in case someone gets hurt or in case someone uh, isn't playing well against a certain matchup. The, the swing for Jeremiah Robinson Earl for his NBA career is going to be if he can unlock a consistent and deadly three-point shot. If he can do that, if he can unlock a, a consistently good three-point shot, he will be able to stick around in the NBA and in this league. And so I, I think that it's going to be interesting to see what the Rockets do with Jeremiah Robinson Earl. For the Thunder, the case for keeping him was just as simple as, simple as him being a, a bigger body that you don't you know really have and you have guard depth in case of like you wanted to put him head-to-head with Trey Mann. He has, you have guard depth, you don't have big man depth. So in case someone sprains their ankle or something, you have another big man. He also was a pretty pivotal piece in leadership a little bit for the Thunder. Um, so there's no overall good vibes guy to have around. But uh, if you've been listening to our roster projections to this point, you know that I that I figured his days were numbered in Oklahoma City. And now his days are over in Oklahoma City for the Thunder. And he goes on to Houston and we'll see what happens uh, whenever he's with the Rockets and, and how that transpires by Saturday as the Rockets will make their roster decision and the Thunder will make theirs as well. But the Thunder will also continue on with their training camp and preseason slate. They play tonight against the Bucks. They play Thursday in Tulsa against the Pistons. They have practices in between, and then they have a roster decision to make what to do heading into week number one of the regular season. We'll talk about all that coming up, and I want to tell you right now, about our good friends over at BetterHelp. Folks, BetterHelp is great. Uh, I, I, I think that... It's been the case for me, so it's probably been the case for a lot of people. You want to give therapy a shot. You you want to you want to try it because you hear all the positive qualities about it, and you really believe that talking to somebody and and getting that help can help you and can help you get through things that you've been through in your life. But you always come up with these excuses, right? Like, oh, I don't have enough time. I'm too busy this week. I'll do it next week. And then next week you're too busy. And then the next week you're too busy, and it just goes on with that cycle. At least that's been the crutch for me in the past of just being too busy. With BetterHelp, it is tailor-made around your schedule. And so that's why I think BetterHelp is an option for you and one that you should truly explore because with BetterHelp, it is online. And so what you do is you just go to betterhelp.com, you fill out this questionnaire, and then they match you with a licensed therapist. And 
hopefully you hit it off right away. But if you don't and, and you don't like the vibe and you don't feel connected to that therapist, you can reshuffle and get a new therapist and continue to do so at no extra charge until you find the right therapist for you. And so it's designed to be convenient. It's designed to be flexible and it's designed to be suited for what your needs are and, and what you're looking for. So if you're getting started with therapy, I think that BetterHelp is a great way to try it. It's not intimidating at all. It's totally online. You don't got to go anywhere. You don't got to, you don't got to, you know, see anyone face to face. It's just totally online and totally um, there for you in case, you know, you have something pop up in your schedule, you need to reschedule uh, or can only do it at really, at really late hours where places aren't open. It's great. Check it out today at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com slash locked in MBA today for a 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Folks, the Thunder still have another roster decision to make. So they, they, they've, they came into this morning with the following roster. Shea Gilders-Alexander, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, J-Dub, Chet, Kaysen Wallace, Kenrich Williams, Michich, Isaiah Joe, J-Will, Wiggins, Jang, Bokashevsky, Trey Mann, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Dallas Bertans, Victor Oladipo, Jack White, and then they have the three through eight, the three two-way deals of Lindy Waters, Keontae Johnson, and Olivier Saar. Now we knew coming into today that Victor would not be on the team, so that was already one. Now you're down to three cuts, and then we saw Victor Oladipo. Um, uh, I'm sorry, got two cuts. We saw Victor Oladipo get traded with Jeremiah Robinson Earl for Kevin Porter Jr. So after that dust settles, right? Victor Oladipo's gone. Jerry's gone and the guy you got back from Houston is gone as well. So that's, we're already down to now just one cut that has to be made between now and the start of the regular season. Here's the thing though. These cuts cannot be two way guys. So I see a lot of people on social media and in the comment sections talking about, Oh, just, just cut Olivier saw or whatever. That doesn't do anything to, to help you get your roster within compliance. So for the roster bubble, you now are left with Jack white and Trey man. These are the only two guys that I could foresee being waived or moved on from. I'm using wave, by the way, as a catch-all term. So uh, traded, waived, whatever, moved on from by the franchise this week. I, I, I know that people are stressing out about Wiggins. I've gotten a few DMs about like, what if they waive Wiggins? I would be astronomically shocked if they traded or, or waived Aaron Wiggins. Um, I, I think it's going to come down to Jack White or Trey Mann. And so you can make a case for everyone involved. You can make a case to keep anyone for, for me, it comes down to those two players. OKC gave Jack White a two-year deal, and that's what people have been hung up on and like been stuck on. The Thunder have a precedent of doing this. Like they, they did this with Ronnie Price, and you, you can look up who they cut uh, who, who they cut him for to, you know, in order to keep in Oklahoma City after they signed him a few weeks earlier. But the Thunder have done this before. Like the, 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 the two-year deal that he signed is not a, a deal that gets you security. And you know what I'm talking about. Like there's deals where you sign it and it's such a high monetary value that you're not going to waive that guy. He, he just makes too much money. 
the deal Jack White signed is the equivalent of the Thunder buying a Starbucks iced coffee. It's such a low number that they can absolutely waive him and not even notice it financially. So that's the benefit of waiving Jack White is that financially speaking, wash your hands of it, it's fine. Whereas Trey Mann, he has a larger contract a little bit um, for, for being a former first-round pick. And so the Jack White contract, I think, is, is one that puts him on the chopping block. The other issue with Jack White is he's very redundant. I, I think that he has a ton of Thunder qualities. And I think that if you if you were to construct a Thunder rotational player in a lab, it would be Jack White. It would be this guy who somehow stays ready, stays wound up, stays with Energizer Bunny levels of energy, despite not playing for 40 minutes. And they can come in for the final eight minutes and just absolutely be, be turned on and, and be dominant, um, dominant in his role, of course. Don't, don't misinterpret that. Dominant in the sense of he's going to scrap for rebounds. He's going to switch on defense. He's going to have good cuts. Like He's going to do all those thundery things and, and hustle and, and play good team defense and, and, and rebound and block and, and, and cut and, and, and do those great things offensively that they do. So Jack White is a very thundery player. I will grant everyone that. And I think that Jack White is a very good NBA player for his role. I think he'd be better off if you if you were to um like if he was on a two-way deal, it'd be it'd be great for the Thunder. He's on a two-year deal instead. And so with Jack White, the redundancy of his role, I think I think is what makes him expendable. I think when people when people you know see myself and others put Jack White on the chopping block, they assume it's like a negative thing and like a, a an anti-Jack White thing. Jack White's the perfect role player for the Thunder. It's just that so is Wiggins and so is Kenneth Williams. And so is like all these other guys that you have on this roster. Right. And so when minutes are hard to come by already, the, the redundancy of Jack White puts him behind the eight ball when you even flip it on Trey Mann. And so if it's truly down to these two guys, as I expect, Trey Mann gives you a totally different scoring threat out there. Now, granted, the ball has to eventually start going in. Like, like we're, we're getting to Lindy Waters levels where I, where I call Lindy Waters that theoretical sharpshooter where we keep saying he's a really good scorer, and I think he genuinely is, just like I think that Lindy's a genuinely good shooter, but the numbers don't bear it. The, the results do not bear it. Uh, and so uh, I, I think that at some point the ball has to go in. Hopefully it's this year. You've seen him improve defensively. You've seen him improve playmaking-wise. Because he hasn't ascended with the rest of this young core and the rest of these first-round picks, people have gone too far in bashing Trey Mann. He has gotten better. It's not as though this guy has gotten uh, you know, appreciably worse. Box score-wise, he has gotten worse. But those were always funny numbers. And I thought we understood that those were funny numbers because of the way that the roster was constructed and the kind of, not necessarily like roll the ball out there, but just the, the amount, the sheer amount of, of opportunity he got early on in his career as a rookie by by product of guys being out resting all that good stuff at the end of those years. So those little funny business years. So with, with Trey Mann, eventually he's got to actually realize that scoring potential. And I still believe in that scoring potential. Being a former first round pick, you automatically have leeway. Like, like guys are not willing to, to move on from first round picks as quickly. It's that sunk cost fallacy. I think that the the case for Trey Mann is he still can do this. Like I'm not to a point, having watched Trey Mann's entire career, every minute of it multiple times, 
I am not to the point where I say he cannot break out and he cannot be a good NBA player. I think he really can. So that's the case for keeping him. However, the case against it is Jack White fits the mold of what you want, number one. Number two, it might be best for both parties involved if you just move on from Trey Mann in the sense of doing right by your players, of, of hey, everyone still believes in Trey Mann. The Thunder believe in him. I think that a lot of fans believe in him. I believe in him. Like People still believe in Trey Mann, but the, the, the pathway to getting minutes, much less keeping the minutes once you've been awarded them, is going to be incredibly hard in Oklahoma City. Whereas if you can if you can move him for even a fake second round pick, even like a top fifty protected second round pick, if you can move him to a team that needs guard help and and will allow him to play more, it would do wonders for a for the Thunder. They get to clear up their roster and, and move on to this season with their roster trimmed down. But b it do wonders for Trey Mann, who's going to automatically have a position and a role from the word go and get to learn and grow with experience and reps. This is still a really young player; like he still needs reps. He still needs opportunity. And so I don't think that if you see Trey Mann being moved on from by Oklahoma City, it's, it's necessarily an indictment on Trey Mann. It's more so a, a indication of where this roster is at. So these are the two guys I think that are on the block. And, and, and we've made some, some fantastic um, arguments for each side, I think. And when you look at and take into account what the preseason in camp has looked like, Jack White's been good in camp. He's shown some sparks in preseason. Trey Mann's just kind of been Trey Mann. He's kind of been steady of like, yeah, that's what you expect from Trey Mann. Uh, and then we saw Jeremiah's stock just plummet that summer in, in training camp and preseason, and now he's gone. Uh, so the final prediction, who's it going to be? Who's that last roster cut? I still think it'll be Jack White because of the easy nature financially, and you don't have the investment into him that you do have a first-round pick with Trey Mann. But I think it's truly a coin toss. Let me know who you think the last cut should be down below in the comment section on YouTube and on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. And also sign up for subtext at subtext.com slash locked on thunder. But I want to say right now, better good friends over at game time. Listen, folks, this thunder team is going to be incredibly good. It's going to be incredibly good for the thunder and for um, the NBA standards. I think this is going to be a fun team to watch. It's going to be a team that you're going to want to to be a part of and enjoy seeing starting tonight against the Bucks, There's a potential. We don't have the full report yet, but there's potential that you see Chet play against Giannis and Lopez and, and all these guys, right? Like his first real test and game time's perfect for that. You might be thinking to yourself, what? I'm listening to this podcast an hour before the game. That's the perfect time to go on game time. Go to gametime.com. You sign up today for a free account. And when you use the code locked in NBA, you get $20 off your first purchase. And what game time offers you is the lowest prices guaranteed as as quick to game time as you want as you want it to be, right? So like if you're just someone who likes to wait it out and like maybe you live in Oklahoma City and you're just saying, yeah, you know, there's 41 home games. I, I might go tonight, I might not. And if you just keep waiting and waiting and waiting, what you're gonna see at game time is the fastest tickets at the lowest prices guaranteed. So you can choose to wait up until the last second. You can choose to wait until we get the injury report and then hop on game time and boom. Go place your order for the tickets. They go directly to your phone and you can walk into the Paycom Center and have some fun. There's last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. There's flash deals, there's zone deals. And my favorite part about game time is I like to know and be prepared. So like, I like to know where the seats are. 
What do the seats look like? What's the sight lines? What's the views? Where are they at in the arena? I like to know those things ahead of time. Game time lets you do those things by giving you that view from your seat, which comes in handy quite a bit. So download the Game Time app, and whenever you do, use code LOCKEDINNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Check it out today. That's GameTime.com slash LOCKEDINNBA. $20 off. Terms and conditions do apply. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. We were going to do a mailbag podcast, but predictably, um, all of the uh, all of the questions were about the roster projection. So we just did a roster projection, but I want to give a shout out to Milo, Tyler, uh, Jonah, uh, SSN, New Jersey Devils, uh, Jeffy, and Smokey, who all asked about roster crunch uh, situations on Twitter. Uh, and then there was a subtexter question from uh, our good friends over on subtext. When will Kaysen slot into the rotation this year? So I'm of the belief that Kaysen Wallace will have a a pretty impactful role on this Thunder team eventually. The issue and what the question brings into, into light is when. Because it can go a lot of different ways. So right now he's doing with a, with a sprained toe. I don't think that, that will sidetrack him too much, but we'll see how that, how that progresses. Everyone's saying the right things about Casey Wallace. Like the, the players are saying the right things and praising him and talking about how he can make an impact right away. Mark is kind of like, I'm going to say teetering. It's not the right word to use, but like he can't help himself but praise Casey Wallace. And then he always has to you know, end it with like, hey, he's a rookie. You know, uh, he's going to he's gonna be learning. He's, he's still growing. He's still developing, which is all the right things to blanket it with. But the, the meat of it has been some high praise for Casey Wallace. Uh, and I think that he's a player that just, is is a is a seamless fit. He fits like a glove for this Thunder team. And with his defensive prowess and the versatility to play on and off ball and the versatility to defend, he's going to be a player that has a hard time staying out of Mark's rotation. Like whenever you think about what Mark prioritizes and the guys that he trusts to play in NBA games, it's guys that have the qualities of Casey Wallace. And so that's why I've been um, so high on Casey Wallace and talking about how he's going to make an impact this year the timing of it will be interesting, though, because you have important games right away with the in-season tournament. He needs reps, and you have who I think is one of the best-kept secrets in the NBA, and that's Cam Woods, head coach of the Blue, who's who's a fantastic defensive coach um, and, and, and has made a huge impact on this organization, both as a Thunder assistant uh, defensively and, also, of course, with the head coaching job of the Blue he did last year and will now do this year. Getting Case and Wallace reps with Cam Woods would be great for his development and great for his game. So do you slow play it a little bit and let him work with Cam Woods as the blue open up and, and, and go through a few a small little training camp and a and their season? Do you let him get reps there um and then come back and be ready for the stretch run? Like like I th- I think that right now with all the excitement uh building for this season, this is the most anticipated season 
since 2017. Um, it's easy to want all the answers right now and, uh, and want to make all the predictions, want to have it all figured out right now. The issue was like last year, Jay will in October look totally different than Jay will in February. Jay will on New Year's Eve. Remember that game against Philadelphia? And remember that, you know, the, the game before against Philadelphia, you know, in Philly looked totally different than he did, you know, uh, I mean, just the game before or the game after in Philadelphia looked totally different than he did on New Year's Eve, Philadelphia. Like he was a different player during the second half of the season after working with Cam Woods. So like these things are going to take time and there's going to be certain players who hit the ground running like J-Dub did. Certain players who, who can use the, 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 the progression and the, and the ladder to success like Jay will did. So finding that balance for Casey Wallace will be huge. The, but the, as the days pass by and we'll have to see about this toe injury, I think that the impact from Casey Wallace will be sooner than later to answer your question. But tonight, the Thunder take on the Milwaukee Bucks. They're back at home. Uh, the starters are going to play both today and Thursday. So if you're heading out to that Tulsa game, you should see the starters. Uh, Mark was talking about that at practice um, Monday is that they're going to play each day and then they're going to let the game dictate which game they're going to ramp up for. So one of these two games, they're going to play like close to regular season minutes. And he said, they're going to let the game flow kind of decide that. Uh, so tonight against the Bucks could be that game. And if you're looking at it and the Bucks play even a semblance of their roster, this will be Chet versus those bigger bodies that people worry about getting his first test against those kind of players against the Bucks. You're going to see Mitchich continue to try to improve and, and adjust to the NBA. Uh, we, we got to talk to Mitchich on Monday, and he discussed the pace of the NBA being totally different. He discussed um, the spacing being totally different in the NBA. But he also highlighted defense, and I, and, and I think that this is something that I think can get lost. Um, in, in the EuroLeague, there is no three seconds. So you can just camp in the paint. And so Mitchell was explaining that, like, in the EuroLeague, you're protected. Like, you, you, you're playing more team-style defense. You're playing more team-style offense. You're protected. Uh, if you get beat, there's a guy at the rim just camped there you know, ready, to, ready to help you out. If, if, if a guy is, is dribbling at you, there's another teammate by you that can, that can help you wall him off and help you, help you uh, stop him. Whereas in the NBA, with all of this space, all of this space and pace, it's more one-on-one -on -one defense. And if you get beat, it's it, – you get beat pretty badly, right? So, like, I, I think that it, that goes back to what we've been saying the last two um, episodes about uh, game recaps from Mitchich. I'm not ready to call him a terrible defender yet because I, I want to give him a shot to adjust to how you have to position yourself and how you have to play in the NBA. Now, again, I'm not going to ever crown him as a good defender or a great defender, but I think he can be an average defender. I think he really can once he gets used to the NBA. He can be an average defender. And so uh, look for that today as well. And then you have the, the core four playing together. They got to play one game already. Let's see what they do in this game. It's always going to be fun to watch them grow together. And then possibly you get Shea Davis minutes. That'd be a lot of fun uh, for the Thunder and company. But thank you so much for listening to today's show. Uh, make sure you subscribe, like, review. We're going to have the post-game podcast right after the game against the Bucks. So stay tuned for that as well. Uh, and so until then, until after the game, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.